This Boss Lady Coaching Podcast episode is produced in part by Fort Knox Federal Credit Union. People helping people. Visit fortknoxfcu.org. At Fort Knox Federal Credit Union, we've got your back through all of life's biggest moments. Like when your daughter looks in the mirror at the bridal shop and says, This is the one. When you walk through a home that you want to make your own. This is the one. Or when he tours the campus for the first time. This is the one. Fort Knox Federal Credit Union has money to lend for each of life's precious moments with low rate loans for every celebration. Stop by a branch or visit fortknoxfcu.org for more information. Equal opportunity lender. Hello, boss ladies, and most importantly, moms. We are here for our first ever mom cast. I love this. This was Holly's idea. She is full of such good ideas. And something that we've wanted to do for a long time is we get to meet so many women through the Boss Lady Coaching Podcast and um, through the network we've built over the last few years, but getting to talk more in depth about what it means to be a mom. I don't, I don't know about you, but I'm still figuring it out. So, I don't know uh, what that means. We've got the professional. We have brought in the most qualified person <laughs> no. we could possibly find. Ashley here. Okay, tell or us. Or the how, craziest person you, you could possibly find. You are amazing in what you've taken on as a parent. So tell us a little bit about your family. Okay. Um, well, there's Scott, my high school sweetheart. I met Scott when I was 14 years old. I was rocking a Peace Frog t-shirt. And wow. remember those cute little gray cheerleader shorts that we all wore, even if you weren't a cheerleader oh, yeah. that you I rolled down the band to. I was wearing those. He's proud to tell everyone what I was wearing when he met me. I was this little 14-year-old girl, bopped right up to him and said hi, and that's there. there's our story. I can kind of see that, just yeah. knowing you. I can almost picture So one summer at band camp, I met my husband. Oh, I was at um, band camp. Oh. I, yeah, yeah. I'm a band nerd. He's a band nerd. Band, major. band nerds unite. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, so we met at 14 and we weren't together the entire time cause I was drama. And so, you know, you can only handle me for so many years before you have to take a break. <laughs> but luckily we found each other again. He actually delivered pizza to my house. So not only did I marry my high school sweetheart that I met at band camp, I married the pizza delivery guy. So if you deliver pizza, there's hope. I promise. This is so many stories. In I, love I love it's it. It's so fun. <laughs> um, and, uh, shortly after we got married, we had, um, miscarriage. We lost our first baby and that was horrible. And um, so ladies, if that's your story and Mother's Day just sucks for you, I get it. It does. It hurts. It's raw. And um, so so we get that. Boss ladies mm-hmm. get that. We get that hurt. Um, but after that miscarriage, we got pregnant with John, who is now 13 in rocking puberty and all that goes with that. And then two years later, Ava came and we thought, okay, we're done. We have our boy, we have our girl, we have the white picket fence and the dog and the two cars and we're good. Life is good. Um, But it wasn't. I, shortly after Ava came, we were told we can't get pregnant anymore. I had some health problems and I thought, oh, wait a second, maybe I'm not done, you know. Our house was full of laughter and love, but there was something that was missing. And so when Ava was several years old, we started talking and praying about what it would look like to add to our family, not through me getting pregnant, but maybe through adoption or through foster care. And um, so I was on board fully, 100%. 
And then I had to start praying for Scott to get on board too. And finally he said, okay, we can go, let's go check out some classes and see what it looks like to be a foster parent. What would it look like to bring foster children into our home? And so a couple years ago, we became foster parents and we've had 17 kids in and out of our house. Um, We've had our boys and since September 1st of 2016, they, the two older ones came into our home. And then when little guy was born, we brought him home from the hospital. And we are in the process of making them permanently ours after a very long process. Um, so, yeah, we are foster parents, soon to be adoptive parents, hopefully, and biological parents, parents who have experienced loss. Uh, parents who have gone through parents dying. We lost Scott's dad and and had that painful experience. Um, we've moved. All of our family is in Georgia, so we're we're family here, trying to figure out what it looks like to not have grandparents and and relatives living around. So that's kind of our story. See why we asked her to talk <laughs> with us and tell us everything she knows, because obviously, so you've got a teenager and, and then, a tweenager and tweens, and all the way down and to how old? Preschool, a four-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. Like, so we have puberty and we have teething. We don't know what's happening in our house <laughs> right now. Got that it. is, I, I can imagine that's got to be so overwhelming some days. So you have those moments. So I'm we sure. joke at Boss Lady that this is brought to you by dry shampoo and coffee. Yes, I literally the lamp. some in here yes, before we came Me too. In. And like that really is my life. I mean, some mornings I don't wash my hair and I do grab that bottle of dry shampoo and several cups of coffee. Um, it is kind of chaotic. Yeah, because I also, I work full time outside of the home, children's minister. We've been in full time ministry for 10 years now. Um, so yeah, some days are really crazy. I will tell you, I am very much a routine person though. So I get up at five o'clock in the morning and my day starts and I know exactly what I'm doing. Clothes are already laid out. Food is already packed for the day. I, yeah, I have to have a routine. Well, I'm so impressed by your ability to stay that organized because last night before the recording, we were talking about like, what are we going to wear tomorrow? And, and Ashley like had a plan. I could tell. And I was like, whatever is clean when I get up in the morning. And I'm usually pretty good at having habits, but you definitely were beating me there. I, so, I, I have to, or I would lose my mind. So yes. what are some hacks that you use? Because, and I agree, I have a system. I set reminders for everything. Yes. Yeah. I better make sure one doesn't go off on my phone while we're sitting here. <laughs> like I use, try to use technology as much as I can sure. to be able to make good use of my time. So do you yeah. have any tips or tricks that we can share with some other moms for things that have worked well for you. So we say in the Purcell house that proper planning prevents problems. If you plan ahead, then you don't have problems. Well, sometimes you might, but it'll help a lot not to have problems. So on Sunday, that is meal planning day for me. I plan out all of our meals for the entire week. I prep as much as I possibly can. So I cook a whole lot of meat on Sundays, whether it's in the Instapot or the Crock-Pot or bake a lot of things in the oven. Um, I prep all of my veggies. I prep all of my sauces for the week so that I can cook healthy foods for my family for the week and we don't get caught in a drive-thru because there is very much a temptation to do that. Well, listen, (laughs) I love a waffle fry just as much as the next girl, but I can't eat waffle fries all the time. You can't eat cereal for dinner like I did like two nights ago. We did have eggs for dinner tonight, though. I made cinnamon toast crunch to be so delicious. I figure it's okay anytime of It's fine. So I'm impressed. I need to live up to that example. So Sunday Sunday is my plan ahead day. It really is. That's when we get the bulk of our laundry done and I do not put laundry away. I will tell you, five kids, the older two put their own laundry away. 
sometimes. The three younger ones, I have laundry baskets at the end of my bed, three laundry baskets. Each boy has a laundry basket. And listen, I don't put it away. I don't fold it. There's no point in it to me. I know that's going to make some moms crazy. I totally agree. But I just grab what they need. I grab their jammies out. I grab their clothes out. And it just, that works for me. If I had to put clothes away for all of them, it would never happen. And then I would just feel like a failure. And I think that's another thing that we have to do as moms and as women is don't set yourself up for failure. Stop it. (laughs) Just stop. (laughs) I mean, I look at some moms and I'm like, there is no way I can achieve that, 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 and that. No, I can't. But I can do this, this, and this that works for my family. It works for our home. It works for the way we go about our busy schedules. Yeah, so little things like if you can save five or 10 minutes here yes. and there, it's how that adds up. Yeah. So I'm totally with you on the pointlessness of putting away laundry. So <laughs> we got those like hanging shelf. Yes. Um, they're like a fabric um, big square. Then they yeah. have shelves inside and it, it's perfect in that it has five. So there's one for each day sure. of school. I don't care what they were on the weekends. As Amen. far as I'm concerned, I'm like, it can have Jamie's holes all in day it. Long. It cannot fit anymore. What, like, yeah. go ahead and judge, but weekends are weekends. <laughs> but just even putting out their clothes for right. what they're going to wear every day during the yes. week. So then there was a time my kids were using an alarm clock and they've since... I don't know. They're just deciding they can sleep through it now. So that's not as helpful, but it was so nice. We had this like glorious six months where the alarm clock would go off and they knew exactly what clothes to pick out for themselves and just being able to put things away there versus having to pick it out later. I mean, it sounds silly, but that made things so much easier in the morning when we were planning ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just anything we can do to save just a few minutes a day and help us to not be as crazy. And, I mean, honestly, that gives me a few more seconds to sip some more coffee, and that's what I need. (laughs) And I think figuring out ways to be nice to yourself when, Mm -hmm. um, gosh, the the school has me on speed dial. (laughs) I'm pretty sure (laughs) my kid had a ticket on his armpit the other day at school. Um, Like, I feel like I'm always getting a phone call from, like, (laughs) something that I didn't do or, you know, should have planned ahead about and just learning to start cutting myself some slack and say, you know... We had a we had an incident with Colin a few months ago. Um, we've talked about this a little bit, and now that I think the danger's passed, I can can joke about it now. Yeah. But uh, we ended up he was sick, and I know everybody's had these stomach bugs lately. Yes. And we gave him what I thought was helpful because when I was a kid, you just like downed Pepto Bismol by the handful, and yeah. like that was just a thing. My mom gave it to me, and. I here gave it to Colin several months back and then later learned we did end up taking him to the doctor because he just couldn't shake this bug. And they're like, you gave him what? He can get brain damage. Like all these things. What? I, apparently, yeah, that's the one thing. Like, <laughs> that's a thing? I had read all the blogs. I had the oh baby books when I was pregnant. I knew like, don't do this, don't do right. that. And this was like somehow the thing that everybody else knew that had escaped my know it. radar. Well, now Facebook, just so you there know. There you go. You're a terrible Don't give your parent. kid Pepto-Bismol. Well, you can give it, but then you have to worry for like six months about, did I give them brain damage? <laughs> so, you know, it's those kinds of moments that like you worry about and I think that what I learned through that whole experience was like the things that I'm worrying about probably aren't really that important. Sure. I need to really worry about like, the, more, <laughs> the more important things like, you know, let's Google that before Brain I do damage. it. Yeah, yeah. Like I was worried about, you know, are they, how many hours of TV are they watching? Like in the grand scheme of things, that's probably not 
the sure. thing to, to panic about. Yeah. So we made it through. I'm already saving up for Collins, his, uh, his therapy fund. Oh, and, I have it uh, times five. It's okay. Yeah. We just say already, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're going to need therapy one day. And that's, that's a good thing is, because yeah. you know, there's help out there and that's I can't right. be everything and be perfect for you. And we'll get you the help you need when, uh, when I feel miserably. There but, you go. You know, sometimes <laughs> you just have to laugh at yourself and say, at least we kept everybody alive. That's today. right. Yes. At the end of the day, when I put my head on the pillow, I just praise God that they're all alive. Yeah, and that's the best. <laughs> I give that advice to my mom when she is so helpful. Um, they live out of state, but she is super grandma. Like I, and that is, that's been so helpful for me because there's just certain things I'm not good at. Sure. I'm not as naturally um, nurturing a person in terms of like I would be the world's worst nurse. Like when, <laughs> like when my husband's sick, I'm like, you're gonna be fine. Like well, you'll survive. I just don't have. But that. let's be honest here. <laughs> when the husbands are sick. True. <laughs> Really? And I can't be nice to the kids, <laughs> but like, I'm just not like, Mar my mom can be like Mary Poppins. Like, uh -huh. let's do our workbook. So Bambi comes trotting into the kitchen until time. she's yeah. seen. And yeah. like, there's yeah. birds flying. Yeah, that's I'm not my like, reality. Yeah, and I'm like, we're having this cinnamon toast crunch for dinner again, kids. You know, we're, we're hanging in there. So, you know, having people like that to offset your weaknesses sure. has been yeah. like learning that that's okay, that I don't have to be all of those things for everybody. And that as right. long as they've got the great Nana who can have adventures with them and the grandma who can do the worksheets and the sight words on spring break. My mom was like the slave driver. They That's had awesome. to do all of this homework <laughs> while they were on spring break. So I think it's, you know, that balance of recognizing you don't have to be all of those right. things and, you know, giving yourself a little bit of that. We slack. have to give ourselves permission to not be all of those things. I think social media can be great. It is wonderful. It is great about sharing pictures with your loved ones, and it's great about getting events out there in the public's eye, but then it can be really bad because I have this horrible habit of looking at other people's lives and thinking, wow, they have it all together. Their life is perfect. They have the deer trotting into the kitchen as they sing to their children, good morning. They're not dosing their kids. They're not the dosing their kids with Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to stop that. Mm -hmm. You know, we have got to stop this comparison game. Shame on us. Shame on us women. Shame on us mamas. We have to stop that. And we have to remember that God created each and every one of us differently. And praise God for that. I'm so glad that there's not a bunch of cookie cutters walking around this world. That would be really boring. Can you imagine a room, a room full of me? No. So we have to stop that. We have to stop comparing ourselves to other people and stop wishing that our life was like theirs because let's think about this for a second. You're looking at your phone. It's a two by two square of what someone has chosen to show you is their reality. But if we were able to take a bird's eye view of their reality, I think we might all be a little surprised. And I think we would stop comparing ourselves so much and stop feeling kind of depressed about what our life is like in comparison to somebody else's. Yeah. So stop looking at the two by two square, start thinking about reality and stop comparing yourself. I love it. And, and we're trying to develop the perfect hashtag for this. I've been toying yeah. around with like loudly lazy, like where you're showing <laughs> off like, here's the fact that I'm doing nothing. Or um, if you guys have some good ideas, we haven't come yeah. up with the right fit, I don't think. But I think we need to talk more about those moments because yeah. I'll totally admit like, I curate what we put out there. Um, you know, we have the brand of Boss Lady Coaching, right. and you know, I am very proud of, of the connections we've made and the story that we're telling. But at the end of the day, yeah. we need to talk about those times where you know my baby's 
puked down my husband's back and he had barf running down his <laughs> back and into his butt crack. And <laughs> we're sitting in bed and he's like, I have puke on my butt. And I, you know, sorry, Philip, but like you have these moments where you're like, this was not what I thought parenting was going to be like. And you're like, do I help him first or do I move the right. baby? And we're in yes. bed and there's going to be puke everywhere. And you're having to make these decisions and you're just like, I don't know what to do, but I no, this isn't what I thought I was going to be doing. Yeah. And I didn't, how do we share more did of Did we that? sign up for this? Oh, we did. <laughs> we because did. this is reality. Yeah. This is real life, folks. And guess what? Real life is awesome. Yeah. It is so great. I would rather have a million days of my real life than one day of somebody's fake life. Yeah. But that puke down the back yeah. moment, like that takes social media. <laughs> like that's not the stuff we're all right. putting out there. Of yeah. like, you know, my kids were sick and it was so hard figuring out how I was going to get care so I could work like those issues that we right. run up against and that's where I think expectations and parenting sure. like that's to me where so much stress and disappointment can come in yeah. because I know as a new parent when I had my first like you know again I read all the books I apparently missed again the Pepto-Bismol thing but like I did educate myself I <laughs> you need bought, to add that chapter into what to expect yeah, when you're during I the toddler years the, all the stuff you don't really need yeah. I painted the nursery I did like a mural I mean mm-hmm. like I projected a mural onto a wall and painted it because I was going to be this awesome parent I sewed things and was like just Susie homemaker little house on the prairie and my oldest had um, silent reflux, so okay. he just cried for like eight months Gosh. to the point where, and I didn't know, I mean, you're a new parent and you mm-hmm. know, like, babies cry, that's the sure. thing. And finally he kept getting kicked out of daycare because they're like, he won't stop crying. And oh like, but your daycare, you're supposed to take him. <laughs> Make him what do stop. I do? I'm like, okay, at this point, he, it was literally months and months I was trying to work. And yeah. finally, um, I think it was my mother-in-law told me, she's like, I don't think this is normal. Right. And like, I needed someone to tell me like, that's not a typical <laughs> we need to be a little more aggressive Mm -hmm. in getting him some kind of investigation into what was going on, even though I've been taking him to the doctor and they're like, he's fine, nothing, no temperature. He's just reinforcing that he's just a baby message. And that whole experience left me feeling like such a failure as a parent because, you know, here people were saying something's wrong with your kid. I was also getting the message of everything's fine. So I was like, well, I guess I'm not right. doing a good job or the problem must be me. Yeah. And that's such a hard, when your expectations, that's not what I, I thought I'd have, right. you know, we all think we're going to have this perfect situation when we have uh, kids. We don't think yeah. we're going to have a miscarriage. Right. We don't think we're going to have, um, you know, kids that need medication or have right. learning challenges or, yes. you know, differences in issues as they grow mm-hmm. up. So are there experiences that you've had sure. in expectations that weren't met and how you dealt with that? Yeah. You know, I thought that raising our kids, you know, we, we are constantly talking to them constantly. We talk a lot, probably exhaust my children by talking to them and having these open lines of communication. And I thought it would always be like that. And then puberty (laughs) (laughs) and then armpit hair. That's a whole chapter now. (laughs) And I really, I thought because for years and years and years, I had been talking and talking and talking to our, my precious little boy who was now had armpit hair, um, that we would just keep talking and he would talk to me about everything. And then one day he didn't. And one day it was almost like he was shutting down and I didn't know what was happening. And I thought I was losing my kid. And you see, I had this expectation that I was always going to be his girl. I was always going to be the one he needed and the one he wanted to talk to. But I wasn't one day. 
and come to find out he was dealing with some stuff. He was dealing with some middle school crap. And we had to walk through a really hard phase. And we had to talk a lot, and talking had to be forced. And we had to seek out other people to talk to. And I came to find out I'm not the only one he can talk to. And so we decided um, a couple years ago, and I praise God for this, we decided that we would widen our kids' circle, that we would come to this realization that we are not going to be the only voices in our kids' life, that we are going to choose intentionally place grown-ups and other people into their life because we don't have family here. So we're going to put people into our kids' lives who are going to say the same thing that we're going to say, maybe in a different way, but they would always be these trusted people, that when our kids came to a point where they couldn't talk to us, we knew other people they could talk to, and we knew that those people would be saying the same thing. And I, I am so thankful for that because my expectation was that I would always be the one that he would talk to, but when that expectation wasn't met, it's okay because there were other people to pick up the pieces when I couldn't do the job that I needed to do for my kid. Yeah. It's, it's a relief to have other people that can fill in and you know bring something different to the table, but it's also hard. I think that takes work on ourselves sure. to be okay with yes. recognizing that we can't be at all and yes. that it's really in our kids' best interest right. to have that support system for them where right. um, I, I've always said, like, I don't want my kids to need me. Mm-hmm. I want them to, I want to help build a life where they are prepared to go out into the world sure. and thrive with the lessons and the tools I've given them, but not to be dependent on me right. because, you know, that's... We will not be here forever. <laughs> yeah, unless Hello, you know something let's... I don't, we're not going to make it forever. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And so when that day does come, our kids have to be able to stand on their own two feet. As much as it makes us want to throw up even thinking about that right now, um, our kids have to be able to stand on their own two feet. And so our expectation may be that we'll always be there and we'll always be the one that they need, but that's, that may not be met. That expectation may not be met. And I think that means we have to give freedom to other parents because I know yes. that was one of the harder things. Um, when I, I was thinking about today in preparation for this conversation about times I've felt pressured or like I let my kids down as a parent, usually that feeling came in reaction to things other parents had done or said, okay. I will tell you, potty training, that was traumatic. Like, I felt like I was failing as a parent because my oldest, he's, well, my, both my kids have done things just on their own terms, which I love because I love right. that independent spirit. But he took a really long time to potty train. And it was the adults at daycare who, mm-hmm. you know, moved all of his friends into the different room because they were <laughs> potty trained and kept, you know, giving the subtle, well, have you tried this? Have you given candy? And I'm like, no, we've done all, come all this way. And I hadn't thought about maybe I should bribe him. Like, really? Of yeah, it was just kind of these, and I don't think they meant anything by it, but it was just sure. felt like the, my, my, Patrick didn't care. He was fine right. with, you know, he just kind of had this attitude. I'll do it when I do it and it'll be fine. Sure. But it was the other parents that, yes. and the other adults that made you feel like you weren't doing enough. Yeah. So have you experienced And I don't that think that that pressure? stops because now that I have teenagers, it's, well, when are you going to let your kid have social media? When are you going to let your kid have a phone? When are you going to let your kid do this and that? When are you going to let your kid just go off to do, you know, to the movies by themselves or whatever, whatever that is, whatever it looks like. It doesn't stop from potty training. It just becomes even bigger, I feel like. Oh, great. You know, sorry. (laughs) I need a drink now. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, it does. I have an expectation. But that, again, we have to know, all right, what do I know is true? What do I know is going to work for my family? What rules do Scott and I have in place for our home to protect our kids? 
What do I know that my kids can handle? Some kids may be able to handle social media as a teenager. Some kids may be able to handle doing certain things in middle school. But I know my kids and I know what's going to work for our family. So we have set up parameters. We have set up rules. We have safety guidelines in place for certain reasons. And my job at the end of the day is to protect my kids. And yes, I could listen to all those other voices. Yes, we could give in to all that peer pressure. But these are my kids. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to fight for what I know is right. At the end of the day, you do have to do what's right yeah. for you. And let's all just stop asking each other yeah. stuff. It's really none of our business. <laughs> I'm sure this is a nicer way to put that. But at the end of the day, I mean, I don't think any of us intend to put pressure on each right. other. But it's it's kind of well-meaning. Sure. And half the time, it's probably just trying to figure out what we should be doing. Right. And I think that's yes. where it comes from. So that's why we really want to create this type of open conversation because none of us really knows what we're doing. <laughs> we're just making it up yes, as we go along. You need a license to catch a fish, but they will just like give you a baby at the hospital and be like, okay, hope you have a car seat. Good luck Good with that. Luck. That's our only question. <laughs> so I love that you mentioned your husband because I would love to hear what you think men and husbands and dads can do to support moms. Because I don't um, think we talk about, we talk so much about moms, yeah. but how do dads support moms? Uh, dads do just what the moms do. And if I ever, ever hear that a dad is babysitting their other children, I am going to lose my mind because no, you're being a dad. You know, we, we think that these moms have to have these certain rules or roles and the dads have to have certain roles. No, we are a partnership. We're a team. We are both figuring this out every single day and praying that we don't screw them up royally. But we are a support system, so Scott can change diapers just as well as I can, and we just, we're all in it together. Mm -hmm. And I think, I, I think that we're not doing a good service to our sons and our daughters if dad isn't as hands-on, and if, we, if moms think that they have to do all the work, no, stop that, mm -hmm. because what you're doing is you're raising sons to have that same mindset, and you're raising daughters to think that that mindset's okay. Mm -hmm. So Scott and I, partnership. 100% both of us all in. That's fantastic. And I'm so lucky to have a partner who also, yeah. you know, has pitched in and, um, you know, doesn't see certain things as the mom's responsibility. Right. But I know it's the thing that I, uh, every year for Mother's Day, it's like, you know, what do you want? What do you want yeah. for Mother's Day? The best gift I can ask for is I just want to not make some decisions. <laughs> you decide. Don't even ask me what yeah. I want. Make decisions. And, and I think the more our partners can step up, because that's what I found is the extremely exhausting part of motherhood, in addition to all the other stuff about right. keeping them alive, is like figuring out, okay, so they have to have two dozen Easter eggs at school for the egg hunt on this day. And then of course the other kid's egg hunt is at a different day right. and that kid's class can't have peanuts. So and don't forget the field trip money yes, and, and the field trip chaperoning money. the field trip. And every, yeah. it's all the other stuff that like sure. we're expected to kind of um, delegate. Sure. And I, I'm not sure really how that happened, that it's like we have to do all this heavy lifting mentally of like when the click list orders go right. in and when the laundry needs done. So Guys, just feel free to jump in, and but that also means when we're giving and making that ask, mm -hmm. that if we say, "Okay, go do the laundry," like be okay with how the they right do the laundry, like, and I will say, Scott does all of our laundry. Oh, I awesome. he does it all, and yeah, 
And I'm okay with the fact that he puts all of it in the wash on cold and doesn't separate. He doesn't do my delicates. But he does all the other laundry. And we have to, but you're right. If we're going to ask them to do it, be okay with how they do it. Yeah. Don't go back and redo the dishes in the dishwasher just because the bowls are on the bottom and not the top. Don't do that. Can't have Be okay (laughs) with how they do it and be thankful for how they do it. Yeah. So how in all of this do you take care of you? Oh, well, I will say, you know, self-care has become a priority. I am not young anymore. And I, when I turned 40 this year, I realized that I am not obviously getting any younger. So self-care did become a priority. Um, I've lost 35 pounds since Christmas, and it's because I'm taking care of the body God gave me. I'm eating the right foods. I'm, I would love to say that I exercise all the time. I don't. I, I, I would love to. I would love to be able to exercise. But for me, it is fueling my body with the right foods. It is making sure that I get enough sleep. It is making sure that I do have quiet time. I do have time to just myself. Whether that's right after I drop everybody off um, at school and I sit in my office at work with the door shut and the lights off so nobody knows I'm there and I just have some time just to myself. Um, yeah, those are the things I have to do. I have to be able to take a time out. Yes. I'm the same way, and, and people get surprised by that sometimes. Um, I'm actually really introverted, which nobody believes, but yeah, I promise. Don't that. <laughs> like I'm totally fine yeah, to not. I'm talk not to introverted. <laughs> <laughs> I I can play both sides now, but like I would be totally fine to live in a cabin and not see another human being for like Ugh, weeks at a time. It's like nails on a chalkboard. So to me. <laughs> like just having that time, even it's if it's just. Sure. And I'm so lucky. I love. Sometimes people hear that I commute about an hour um, each way right. um, to my job day. Today and I'm like, it's great. Yeah, because that's <laughs> I your time. The podcast, I get right. to not have to talk to anybody unless <laughs> I want to make phone calls for work or make lists. I'm really good at making lists on the road and um, dictating things so I can be organized for the mm-hmm. next day. But um, yeah, having that time to yourself, um, I, I can't tell any woman what that looks like for right. them. Just no, like you can't, but yeah, absolutely. You have to make it your own. Yeah. What? But you have to take care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself. You're not going to be here for your kids. Yeah. So and you don't let anybody make you feel bad about that. That's right. It's definitely, you know, you have to do it. And that's what's ultimately right. going to make you a better mom. That's so. right. We are just so lucky to have had you on with us today. And if you hadn't noticed our gorgeous backdrop, um, I would not be able to put this together. Uh, We are at E-Town Florist, which is fantastic. I know everyone's heard of E-Town Florist um, for years, been a staple of the community, but it's under new ownership with the Fogel family. And especially it's a mom owned business. So that's why we really wanted to be here today. Not just because Danelle can make it look fabulous (laughs) and all springy and Mother's Day ready to go. Um, So Dad get those floral orders in. Hint, hint. Yeah, so we really wanted to support another mom as, as she grows her business. So if you haven't ordered anything from E-Town Florist lately, come check out. Um, they've got some awesome things going for prom, uh, great things going for Mother's Day. So we'll send a link so you can check them out. And thank you to Danelle for hosting us. Yay. And thank you so much, Ashley, for all of this real talk. I know who to call next time I'm in a mom panic. So. Well, don't ask me about Pepto Bismol because apparently I don't know. <laughs> We're all figuring it out. Thanks so much. Thank you. The Boss Lady Coaching Podcast is produced in part by Fort Knox Federal Credit Union. People helping people. Visit fortknoxfcu.org. Enjoy free tools at bethebosscoaching.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Boss Lady Coaching.